Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Shout out my dad for this one. We were at a workout and this, I can't remember who it is. I'm sorry. I can't remember who said it. But we were, you know, we had just finished the workout and they they brought us up in a circle. And he was like, he was somebody who played in the league and he was like, we're not playing to just get into the league. We want we want a gold jacket. Like we want the Hall of Fame. Like so we're not out here just to get to the league, bro. That's just the bare minimum. We want to be in the Hall of Fame. So that's my mindset, bro. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not trying to just go in there and just do enough to make it. I'm. Mm. I want to do something in the league, bro. Like mm. I want to do something serious in the league. Welcome to Think Gold Media. I am your host, Ivory Frimpong, and here on the Think Gold Podcast, I interview guests who come from all walks of life. We talk about topics ranging from spirituality and the deeper meaning behind life, all the way to topics like dealing with adversity and overcoming failure. Ultimately, my goal is to reach beyond social norms and have conversations with people that you wouldn't normally hear on a daily basis. If I can inspire one person, just one person to take away something from this episode, then this platform has done its job. If this is your first time tuning in, I welcome you to the Think Gold family, and I urge you to follow us on all social media platforms at Think Gold Media. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy today's episode, and Think Gold. So today on the Think Gold podcast, we have a special guest. His name's Edward Lee. This is a guy I've known uh, since high school. You know, probably we met when I was a senior in high school at Westfield High School. He was a senior at St. John's High School. Uh, we played for the same seven-on-seven seven team in the offseason. Crazy because we were both, you know, 30, 45 minutes from each other. We both committed to the University of Rhode Island. And, uh, you know, we grew there together. Uh, same class, same grade, you know, went through battles together, went through the trials and tribulations together. Um, and we just, I mean, we went to a state called Rhode Island from yeah. the DMV. Like, that's just, that in itself is, um, there's going to be a lot to talk about there. Um, but really, you know, why I wanted to have Ed on the podcast is there's two words, and that's patience and perseverance. And I feel like through his journey, um, you know, through everything he's, he's been through at University of Rhode Island uh, in his football career, that there's so much you can learn from it. So, uh, Ed, appreciate you coming on the podcast. Appreciate um, you having me, man. <laughs> don't, get, don't get don't get nervous on me, man. We're gonna have a good oh, time. Oh nah. no, I'm good. I'm good. So, 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 where are you now? I I know the, the audience can't 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 see where you're at, but kind of tell us what what are you doing right now? Um, so right now I'm training in Fort Myers, Florida, um, with a training place called X3, and they're they basically just get people ready for the combine and, you know, just get people back into, um, you know, football shape. Cause you know, people just are just now ending their football season. So now, you know, they took a little break and it's time to get back into things. Um, and coming up, I actually have the hula bowl, which is probably two hours from here. Um, so I'm leaving for that tomorrow. So we, you know, we practice all week and then have a bowl game at the end of the week, Saturday. That's crazy. So I looked up the hula bowl. I didn't know how many people got invited. 
hundred yeah. hundred players get invited to the players. Hula Bowl. Hundred seniors yeah. out of all the college football. There's probably yeah. a thousand plus Division One athletes, a thousand D two, a thousand D three. The fact that you were one of those people to get selected, I mean, that speaks volumes, especially from Rhode Island, man. <laughs> yeah. I titled this podcast "The Comeback Kid." It's funny because you run some good, you run some good comebacks, but that's not yeah. why. I'm comeback kid. <laughs> um, but like, I feel, I feel like, I mean, me and you both know you've been overlooked, you know, as a player, uh, not only at you know coming out of St. John's, but even at Rhode Island, right? Right. You know, why do you think you were overlooked at Rhode Island? And kind of dive deeper into that. I mean, like, I want to hear, like, what was it? You know, because you had 900 yards this year and you know, nine, 10 touchdowns and, you know, going to the hula bowl, but like it's, it had to take you five years to do that. Right. And yeah. I want to hone in on that. Cause like now you see players going to the transfer portal, they transfer and they leave because the situation isn't, isn't working out for them. I mean, why were you overlooked? Um, I would say one, uh, a lot of people get, caught up in the size thing obviously so you know I'm not the tallest dude um, not the biggest dude probably not even the fastest fastest one either but you know a lot of <clears throat> I feel like a lot of coaches get caught up in that in that type of stuff so that's probably the main thing um but then it's just I mean I, I couldn't really tell you bro I feel like I was going out there doing what I could do and um, for whatever reason, it just wasn't <clears throat> it just wasn't paying off for me, and um, I feel like. And so when you say to... when you say I don't mean to cut you off, when you say it wasn't paying off for you, right? Like you you yeah. work hard right in the off season, right. and then you have a result, right. right? Right. And then that you see that that result is not happening, right? Exactly. Yeah. So how did, how did you deal with that though? Bro, I'm not gonna lie, it was hard, bro. It was hard. I mean, especially that year after the COVID year, your senior year. Um, you know, I, w- I was going crazy that offseason, bro, because I-, I hurt my shoulder in the spring. And then, you know, I was re- I couldn't even work out until almost August, bro, because I was just rehabbing. I couldn't run, couldn't do any of that. So I was working my butt off, bro. And um, I got to I got to camp. And I got a few practices in there. And then, you know, I feel like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. And, bro, there was games I didn't even play. Like, I didn't step on the field not one time, bro. And as a competitor and as someone who loves the game, bro, that is just the hardest thing, bro. And I, I'm going to tell, tell your podcast, bro, I, I, I had called my dad. after I think it was the second game in a row I didn't play. I called my dad, like, I don't want to do this. Like, hmm. I don't. I can't do this anymore. I I, I want to leave. I want to stop. Like I, I don't want to do this. Because at, at this point, you're. I mean, you're like, you're a grown man. You put in the yeah. work. You know you can play. Right? Exactly, bro. Like I know what I can do, and I know I can help the team. But I just was not getting any time, bro. So I just remember my dad, like, bro, you just gotta finish. You just gotta just finish it. Just finish. Like we don't, you know, we don't quit. And I'm like, all right. I'm not gonna lie, I shed a few tears, bro, because I just love playing, bro. And when you work so hard for something and it doesn't it doesn't go the way you want it to, it's just the worst. And so um, you know, I, I ended that year pretty well. 
Um, and then that just opened the door for what was to come, bro. And so then that, that's what led to this past year. Hmm. So, yeah. How did your, before we go into this past year, how does your, your faith, and specifically your mom, because I know your mom, I mean, yeah. she's a huge mentor to me. I mean, that's an amazing woman right there. For sure. How did your faith play, you know, a factor in the struggles bro. you went through? It played the biggest part, bro, because not even from, not even from just that, it's so much more that is not known that has gone on that my faith has just helped me through so much like it was a time where you know I, you, I don't even know if you know this bro it was a time where I had hurt my knee I don't remember when it was I think it was like maybe 2019 or something like that I had hurt my knee bro and I went into this I went to get an MRI I think and they were like oh you have a um a slightly torn ACL bro I'm like whoa I'm like whoa so my, you know, my mom, we not claiming it. We not claiming it. <laughs> we not claiming it. So I'm like, all right, we not claiming it, bro. We prayed. I went to the um, I think he's like the team doctor for the wizards or something like that. He checked my knee out, bro. He's like, Oh, there's nothing here. Like, you're perfectly fine. Like, I'm like, what? Bro, so that's just one of the things, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. It's so much that my faith has got me through <clears throat> and just prayer works, bro. It does. And uh, I feel like that year as well, I prayed a lot the year mm. we were just talking about. And um, that also helped me get through that as well. So, mm. you know, it, it's God's timing, bro. That's all it is. It's God's timing. I feel like even with my situation, I feel like, you know, everything I went through at Rhode Island, like I probably could have went somewhere else and, and played off the bat, but I wouldn't have mm-hmm. been the person I am now. I wouldn't know everything that I know now. And yeah. it's, it, it sucks that I had to go through so many off seasons, working my ass off to finally get that opportunity, finally get those, those yeah. shots. But, um, you know, ultimately it's, it's bigger than football sometimes and God shaping you to be a better person before a better football player. And I feel like once we understand that, then it's like, we're good no matter what yep. for real, for real. But not give me some so give me some insight into the type of player you are and what separates you from the rest of the pack. You know, I know you know super quick, super agile, but to you, I mean, like what are what are some things that separates you? Um that maybe these coaches didn't see early on just because they didn't they didn't know, but you always knew. Um yeah, I mean, I, I feel like quickness is a big thing, but I I take pride in running routes as well. So I feel like like when I line up and it's one on one, bro, I just I have to win. And for the most part, I do. You know, there's a couple times, you know, that give me, but um I feel like that's a really big thing. And I also feel like my thought process, um, like during the games helps me a lot too. Uh but I kind of developed that as like recently more mm. than before. Um, when you say thought process, what do you mean? You're talking about like football IQ, like being able to read defense, yeah. and read coverages. Yep, yep. So, and then just, uh, you know, as you, as you, I've been in college for six years. I was in college for six years. As you progress, bro, you learn more about yourself. 
So I don't know if you remember, but that spring year when I, when we first started playing, I had so many MAs, bro. Like I was out there just missing yeah. signals. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff, bro. So I kind of was looking at how I went about going to that game and I was just so serious, bro. And I was trying to lock mm. in like, oh, you got to lock in, bro. Like, mm. this is it. You finally playing now. And I was just thinking too much. And that's how that's how those inmates happen. And I feel like this year I was a lot more like loose, joking around before the game. Like just and and I'm gonna uh, shout out Coach Coop because um we actually talk a lot and that's one of my favorite coaches ever. And uh we had a conversation. I was sitting in on one of his meetings and he was like um approach practice how you approach the game or approach the game how you approach practice is my fault and um i already know when you I come to like, practice you're like i mean you you're chilling having yeah, a good time bro, vibing. singing yeah yeah exactly bro and i'm at first i didn't really understand what he was trying to say he was like bro i see you at practice all the time laughing and stuff but when you come to the game i don't i don't see that same air i'm like well it's a game you know it's kind of more serious which it is but you know, you kind of, it's, it's messing you up, um, trying to change the way you act and try to get all serious before the game. And, mm. and I just took that and ran with it. And it, it just makes it so much easier, bro. That's it a great ass so point. I don't, think easier, I don't think I heard that before. Like, <laughs> I approach either, the game how you approach like you do practice. practice. Usually it's like approach practice, like how you approach yeah. the game, right? Right. right. That's a... Yeah, it was, bro, that, I don't even know if he knows, that helped me so much, bro, hmm. like, so much, and then, yeah, to go off that other point, um, like, football IQ, um, our coach that we, re that recently just got hired, um, last spring, Coach Gustavius Patterson, he helped me a lot, um, with coverages, you know, we, 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 when we were at Rhode Island, we learned a lot about receiver technique, and, stuff like that and um but not as much about <clears throat> how defenses work and like the ins and outs of defenses it was mm. just you know how to get open stuff like that so you know I have that knowledge but I didn't really have you know me and you both we didn't really have that much knowledge about defense and like the, the weaknesses and strengths and stuff like that and coach Castavius is like a master at that bro and Every meeting is just a lot about how that defense works. And mm. when you see, when you, when you learn that so much, I mean, it was every meeting we were doing that stuff. And when you see that every week, it just starts to click for you. And once you go out there and you slow your mind down and you say, okay, too high safety, you look at the corner's depth, <clears throat> his eyes, his leverage, what he's looking at. And it, it doesn't take that long, bro. You just go out there and look, you know, and you see it's, it's, the corners are up, you know, um, you know, protecting the uh, outside. So trying to force them inside and there's two high safeties. Oh, that's cover two. You know, it's, they they play it like this. They, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. And that 100% was um, the reason why I was able to get the catches I was this year. Yeah, so I I would have to shout out those two coaches definitely. Mm -hmm. Um for sure, yeah.
Now, like what you said, when you get older, you start implementing more things into your toolbox, right? And, and especially when coaches go in and out, right? Like you learn something yep. from each coach, you learn something from each person. Um, yeah. Essentially, that's what I'm trying to do with the podcast. Like every guest that I get on, you know, I'm trying to learn from them. You know, new guests learn from them, new guests learn from them. Um, but I really like what you said about the, uh, you know, approach, approach the game like you approach practice. You know, because I even think about myself, man. I would get so serious before games. Like from the moment yeah. I woke up, I'd be like, yeah. oh, I got to like act a certain way because I got to yeah. get in that mind frame of like <clears throat> it's game time. But you don't you don't play your best games when you tense. You know, you play your yeah. best games when you relax. So that's yeah. that's awesome to hear. All right. So so now fast forward to to this year. Right. 56 catches, 908 yards, had some good touchdowns you had. Um I was going to ask you, you know, what led you to such a successful season? I feel like you really touched on that already, you know, for yep. the most part. Was there anything else that kind of stuck out, you know, that made this year different from the others? Um, yes. So Coach Murph, right, um, our offensive coordinator. As I told you before, when I was going into the games and stuff all tense, I was messing up a lot. And, um, you know, you can't really see that from the stands. You just see, oh, he's catching the ball. You think he's doing well. And I was doing well, but <clears throat> it was a lot of stuff I was messing up on. So there's a trust factor that goes into that. And, you know, I could say that he didn't really trust me that well that year, which I get. Um, but then, like like I said, I was approaching this football different. And so he started to trust me. And, you know, I was making a lot of plays in the spring um, and I was like the older guy. And, you know, I, I learned the ins and outs of the offense. I was going into his office and just going over with um, different people and just learning everything about the offense. And that that was a big reason why um, he was a, he was able to trust me this year and you know, he was drawing plays up for me to get the ball. And, like, I've honestly never had that before. And, you know, it, it just th – this year was just the player I wanted to be. Mm. And um, he allowed me to do that. So, I want to shout him out too. So, mm. yeah. Okay. Looking back at some of your biggest games, right, you know, when I look at mm -hmm. some of my biggest games and kind of the preparation I had going into them, and I remember one in sp specifically the Villanova game, and I remember I had, like, I something I did that year. Like, I wrote, like, a vision before the game. And I was, like, I wrote everything that was going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. And then one thing I wrote down is, like, after the game ends, like, I'm going to, you know, sit in the middle of the field and, like, do a prayer to, like, give thanks to God for the game that just happened. And I kid you not, like, everything came, came true. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember just thinking to myself, like, I just felt, like, this overwhelming, like, sense of, like, man, like, I really did that. Like, yeah. like everything I said I'm going to do, I'm going to do in that sense. How did you feel after some of your biggest games? You know, the Monmouth, Maine, Bryant game. You know, what were some emotions after that game in the locker room? I mean, I'm going to actually start with the Stony Brook game. Um, that was the first game of the year. And uh, yeah, I had, like, six catches, 80-something yards in the touchdown. And that was, like, like it's finally coming together, bro. After so, so much time, bro. And um, I think that next game actually was the Brian game. 
So I think I had, I don't know what I had, but it was like, I had a hundred plus in the touchdown, um, took like a bubble screen to like 80 yards. That is, it was just, I mean, it was just emotional, bro, because I've been through so much and for it to be coming together like that, um, you know, I just couldn't ask for anything else. And then, like you said, bro, it was about giving thanks to God, bro, because like I've been praying for this. Like I've literally, like so many people have been praying for this. It was so, so many people putting their faith into this happening. Like, hmm. so it was just, it was just crazy to think about. And, um, and then as far as like a team perspective, like it was just, because I'm all about the team, bro. And I'll do anything for my team. And that's on and off the field, bro. So when you do something that helps your team and they win, it's like, oh, you're, you like, it feels good to play a big part in it. And it feels good to like be the man out there. So mm. um, definitely like very emotional though, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right, this next portion, I call it the deep end, right? Cause I think, oh, we tend to, we get, we get deep about some topics. And uh, <laughs> right. I want to kind of shift the conversation um, a little okay. bit here. So, you know, as so many athletes are just thinking about making it to the league in professional sports, what is your mindset around playing professionally? And do you think about having a plan B at all? Um, okay, so my mindset. Twofold question, right? Yeah. Yeah. So my mindset. Um, I'm actually. Uh, Shout out um, my dad for this one. We were at a workout and this, I can't remember who it is. I'm sorry. I can't remember who said it, but we were, you know, we had just finished the workout and they, they, they brought us up in a circle and he was like, it was somebody who played in the league and he was like, well, we're not playing to just get into the league. We want, we want a gold jacket. Like we want the hall of fame. Like hmm. we're not just, we're not doing this. We're not out here just to get to the league, bro. That's just the bare minimum. We want to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, so that's my mindset, bro. I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not trying to just go in there and just do enough to make it. I'm mm. I want to do something in the league, bro. Like mm. I want to do something serious in the league. So that's my mindset going into it. Um and it's I got a long way to go, bro. But that's my mindset right but now. But at the and, same time, why not you? Right. Right. If other people have done it before, why can't you do it? I just need a chance, bro. Just need mm -hmm. somebody to take a chance on me. So, um, but plan B, I mean, yeah, I do. I mean, you know, I want to get into the sports media world. Um, you know, I took some classes the, the past couple semesters, uh, like broadcasting and um, like sports communication and stuff like that. So I definitely want to, I want to still be around the game, um, mm -hmm. even if I'm not playing it. It's just I don't know exactly what I would want to do, um, but you know I'm I'm making connections and stuff like that. So I, I know I know um, once I'm done playing, you know, I'll, I'll be yeah. I feel like as long as you can just speak to people professionally, like that's really half the battle right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about Demar Hamlin actually, right? Um, it was funny. My girlfriend's a huge Bills fan. And she had the game turn on the other day. I was doing some work in the office. And um, 
you know, I'm like, you know, what's going on with the game? She was like, you know, there's ambulance on the field. Um, you know, one of the players got got knocked out. Um, so I came in there and I didn't actually see the play itself, but you know, I saw that the game had paused and you know the ambulance were on the field and eventually they're giving this guy CPR. And I was just like, man, like what happened? Like, I didn't I didn't see the play or nothing. I was just tell asking my girlfriend what happened. And like seeing that there was ambulance on the field that he's not moving, you know, they're giving him CPR. I was like, oh shit, like this is that's this is actually serious. Like this is something that you don't really see too often. But but you I mean I have I've seen back concussions. Like I've seen players have back concussions yeah. and line up yeah. next to me talking about what's the play. <laughs> but um I mean, how do you feel seeing stuff like that? And we can have a conversation around this. I mean, like if I was still playing today, I personally would would God honestly like probably had the same mindset tomorrow playing the game as I did yesterday. Cause yeah. you just never like no matter how many times you, you can see something like that or, you know, the once every time it happens, you never think it could be yourself, right? It could yeah. be. But at the same time, it's a reality. Yeah. Um, so how did you, how did you feel seeing that? It, I mean, it was crazy to see. Uh, one, because I had actually trained with him. You know, I, I come down here to Florida. Really? Yes, bro. I come Stop. down here to Florida in uh like in the winters, like winter break. Um so this was a couple years ago, I think uh yeah, like 2019 winter break, I believe. Um he was down here, we were down here training. Hmm. Um you know, I wasn't you know close with him or anything, but like it was, you know, we trained together, we was working together, you know how that is, so you kind of build a relationship with guys that you working out with every day. And um, so that was kind of an extra, like, dang, like, that's crazy because I know him. Um, but it's definitely scary to think about, bro. Um, but at the same time, like, <laughs> you, it, it doesn't change. You're right. My mindset doesn't change. I, I, I still... I'm still gonna go out there, still gonna give a hundred percent every time. Like it's not, you know, you look at that like, you know, that's that's definitely like a possibility of that happening. But it, it bro, we go out there knowing that, you know, it's a dangerous sport, bro. And not to say, not to belittle that situation, but um, you know, you know the risk of playing football. And <clears throat> that's just what it is, bro. You know, you know what this. I'm sorry, I can't help think that I feel like you got better at at answering interview questions. I definitely did. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like you sound like you're like on the podium for an NFL team, like answering some of these questions, bro. Like what, bro? I mean, I I don't know. That just comes with practice, and like you said, yeah. I had the year I had, and I was getting interviewed a lot. Yeah. So, um, and then. Like I said, like I get older, bro, so I kind of learn more, and it's yeah. easier to talk. I took a couple public speaking classes too, so mm. um, <clears throat> that's a that's a valuable that's a valuable skill set, man. You, you're honing on that. That's good. All right, last question, <laughs> last question for the little right. deep end section. What is one thing that college football coaches could do to shed more light on life after football and mental health? 
Um, I feel like let's see. Okay, well, we were we were definitely blessed with some good coaches. I feel like getting to a lot a lot of coaches are just they look at players like what can they do for me like not like human beings and I feel like the coaches that look at us like humans and actually try to get to know their players and care about their players that's like the first step in doing what you just said so Mm. I'm gonna go back to my last coach um coach Gustavius he genuinely cared about his players like and he was riding with us like a hundred percent and you know, you could go into his office and say anything because he would share he would share stuff in his life that was going on with us. And that just made us feel like a hundred times more comfortable with him. And, you know, it was easy to like just go into him and talk about things. And I feel like, you know, you don't get that a lot. And I feel like more coaches should try to be like that. Hmm. Um, and then also, like you said about, know life after football he also talked to us about that too so i'm not gonna say no names but it would be people that's like slacking off in school or something like that and he would be like bro you can't do that like you have to you know you have to do what you what you have to do in the school in in the classroom and because there's it's more life is more than football like and that was just a lesson that he would talk about over and over um so coaches should try to be more like that i would say hmm. no 100 yeah. agree 100 agree man um yeah. all right last few questions here first okay. thing you're buying with your nfl check mm. i'm gonna i'm gonna save it but uh the first thing i'm buying bro i don't know but i'm gonna save it but <laughs> i'm gonna save it i'm gonna save most of it um I don't know, man. I'm not like I don't like clothes. I don't like going shopping for clothes. I don't like shop. Probably some. You don't, you don't like shoes. Games. I mean, yeah, but like I don't really care. Probably buy uh 2K or something, something like that. <laughs> you know, I, I I like to be on a game, bro. So I don't know though. That's a great question. I just probably some food. Yeah. All right. Nothing crazy. <laughs> okay so you don't need to go to the nfl man you good (laughs) all right if you could play for any nfl team any nfl team which one would it be then a follow-up question is which nfl team would be the best fit for you okay um i mean you know i'm a Patriots fan so that would be cool to play for them as well um, but the best fit, mm, I would say, like, I would say, um, that's a great question. I, I, would, I could honestly see you with Washington, bro. Just from, yeah. like, the standpoint of, like, coming in right away, being able to, like, make some, make some catches, get some first downs, and be, like, a, you yeah. know, a player that's actually playing. I feel like the way they use – um. I mean, we gotta get a different quarterback, but I feel like there's a lot of opportunity with them. Um, oh, yeah, and that's a hometown team too. I'm sure you got some connections yeah. there. <laughs> but oh uh, yeah, I don't know, bro. And then I, I mean, I think about like the Bills too. You know how they use they used to use um Cole Beasley. Yeah. Um, 
you know, they got Jamison Crowder now. Um, so they kind of use them how I would like to be used. Um, the good thing, too, is, I mean, I feel like, you know, ever since, like, Tyreek Hill and, you know, I mean, there's always been those type of receivers, but I feel like there's more of them now. Oh, yeah. You know? There's a lot. Like, every team you see, there's, like, a – I mean, a little, honestly, I feel like tall receivers are fading out. I don't know. Bro, that might bro. just be me. <laughs> Nah, they um, you know, I think it was either last year or two years ago. There were like eight receivers under five ten drafted, bro. Like, which is unheard of. But I mean, hopefully for me, that's how the game is progressing. Yeah. Like that's that's where it's going. But yeah. All right. Last question. Favorite pregame meal is a PB and J, right? No. It's not a PB and J. I'm allergic to peanut <laughs> Nah, I'm you, got jokes, you. Bro. you got jokes. What, what, what's your favorite pregame meal? Um, I mean, bro, I don't even like to eat that much before the game. You mean like the night before or like the day? Like, like whenever you have your like bulk before. meal, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's say the night before, the night before. Okay. So I like some, I like some chicken. Some salad, pasta, something like that. Um, but before the I know, game, my was, mine personally, mine was chopped. I had to get that salmon burger with the mashed <laughs> potatoes <laughs> oh, okay, and the yeah, salad. Yeah, yeah. That that okay. was mine. Yeah, that was mine. Okay, okay. But yeah, before the game, bro, I can't, I can't. Bro, I I eat some fruit and maybe some eggs or something. Okay, that's it though. Then I just drink water and, and you yeah, know, tired and all that. That, that, that pregame food at URI be nasty as yeah, God knows. <laughs> yeah. But nah, man, I, I appreciate you uh, jumping on the Think Gold podcast. Thank you for taking That's the time, bro. I'm going to have some more gear. I'll send you some more gear. Yeah. But, I uh, appreciate you, man. Give me, give, me, give me one reason why you're someone that thinks gold. If you had a, I'm sure you kind of have an idea of what Think Gold is. You know, what's the reason why you think gold? Wait, um, let me, what do you think Think Gold is? And I'll give you my answer. So to what me, is, think, what is Think Gold? Great, great question. So Think Gold is really like, it really comes from Olympic athletes, right? And I can compare it to your story a lot. It's like the Olympics comes every four years, right? So if you're training for the Olympics every single day, you're not going to the Olympics to get a bronze medal or a silver medal. Like you mm-hmm. want the you want the gold medal. Like you're thinking gold. Yeah. But essentially okay. that's like <laughs> but essentially that's like life, right? Like you only get one yep. life. So you you might as well think gold because you want the highest, you know. Right. Yeah. Um so for me, uh I mean this kind of goes into what I said earlier about like trying to get the gold jacket, bro. Like, facts. I'm not. Uh, that's what it is. I'm not trying to just be in the NFL, bro. Like, I want to do something in the NFL. I want to be a mm. big part of it. Mm. And um, that's just yeah, that's what I, I'm thinking gold right now, bro. This is this yes, is thinking gold moment right now. Yes, yeah. sir. All right, well, we're gonna wrap All it right. up on that. Ed, what's your what's your Instagram? Um, you know, I'm I'm sure that's um, probably the best way to reach you. What's your Instagram handle? Yeah, it's Edley01. Awesome. It. 
All right, brother. Well, appreciate you jumping on the podcast. Appreciate Good luck it, with man. training, man. Take care, yes, man. Sir. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.